To another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Pete Moylan. And that is our captain. Oh, our captain, Maddie Mass. Pete's okay, still so in Australia. Full disclosure, we were just sitting here talking about what we might discuss during this episode, and never in a million years did I think a butthole was gonna come upstairs. And by their binoculars. It's a binocular but <laughs> butthole. That's what is that? I worked at Buckle in high school. You know this, or yeah. you might not know. It's oh, the store I that sells know the store. Yeah, I know affliction shirts. Really annoying. You know, like you're in the dressing room and they're like, "I think these shoes would look great. I think these jeans would look great. Hey, you should try this top." That's like what we had to do. I worked at Buckle, and um, I somehow ended up with one of the display, um, um, bottoms. But did you just out buckle by the way because i thought that i genuinely looked good in everything that i tried on in that store no that was like that was the most stressful job for a 16 year old i mean they like then the numbers you had to keep up with oh my goodness yeah that was that stores a lot uh, you were 16 years old walking in there working in there i started working when i was 14 what did you do at 14 worked at sweet and sassy what's sweet it's and like sassy? a party store for little girls where like you choose like a theme you could be like Love disney it. princesses regular princesses that doesn't seem like it suits you at all <laughs> it was the first time i got on a microphone because i was a party lead so like the girls come in you do their hair makeup and nails and then they do a run rate what runway show and i would be on the microphone and i'd be like here comes peter his favorite color is pink he loves Limited 2. And his favorite movie is Mary Kate and Ashley. And then you get to the end of the runway, you do your twirl, and I say, everybody give it up for Peter. First time on a microphone. And look at me now. 14 years old, you did that. Yeah. Holy shit, Kels. That's amazing. Thanks. Is that store still around? Um, I think the one in Sugarland shut down. I don't know if it was a chain or not. But it was like a, I don't know, it was a good first job for me. I mean, that's a good, I think my daughter would love to do that right now. Oh yeah. Like work-wise or have her party there? Have her party there. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, you, the girls go there. We like, I was a party lead and I would have five party coordinators working under me for the party. And we do all of the girls hair and makeup and nails and they all get to put on whatever dresses the theme was chosen for. I mean, it's like the ultimate party. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. I worked at Burger King. So and it wasn't did that you? oh yeah two weeks i did buns and i did buns and meat <laughs> like the patties the patties and the buns had to go on two separate uh conveyor belts and it was so confusing talk about numbers because there was one patty to two buns and you had to try and get the math right so you could always put the double amount of patties as a, so by the end of it i'm like I'm getting too many patties, not enough buns. And it was just, oh, then you have to put it in a, this is how gross it was. Then you had to put in like a steam, a steam thing until the person making the burger was ready to pick it out of the steam thing and then put all the rest of the crap on there and then hand it off to the unsuspecting Did you wear gloves? Customer. No. Did you do it? You said you only did it for two weeks? Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't handle the stress. I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wow. As a waitress? Well, I was a sir. I mean, I was a hostess in Sugarland, and then they opened one up in Baton Rouge, my freshman year of college, and they wanted um, people who had already worked at Buffalo Wild Wings to help open the store, and I was a server there. I also watched Cars 
one summer. Ooh, I, you should still watch Cars. Daisy Dukes in <laughs> Australia. That could be a fundraising manager of the Melbourne Aces uh, car wash. I tell you what, right now, just so you know, everybody's look, looks at me when I've come home. They're like, oh my God, you get two summers? It has not been above 60 degrees since I've landed in Australia in Melbourne. It was great in Adelaide where we just, where we just got swept and I don't want to talk about it. But since Melbourne, like, I don't know what's happening. They're calling it a La Nina effect or something that, that we are just going to get a ton of rain and a ton of terrible weather down here for the whole summer. So don't, it's, uh, it's not been fun. I've I've worn a hoodie every single day since I've been in Melbourne and it's not summer yet. So I'm a little disappointed about that. I'll be honest. You just said La Nina and every off season, I set like goals for myself um, because we have like more free time than we're used to. So a lot of times my goal is to learn golf. Have I? No. Uh, every off season, one of my other goals has been to learn Spanish. Have I? No. But three days ago, I downloaded an app called Duolingo and um, I'm in the unit where we're learning like, and I took Spanish in high school. So I have like a foundational knowledge, but La Nina, El Nino, El Hombre. La mujer. Wow. Yeah. Que lo que, que lo que. Okay. Anyway, can, can let's someone please? Yeah. Is there any baseball to talk about before we get there? Please. Mm. I would like to look up what the La Nina effect is. Just while you're looking at that, is it L I N I N A? It's got to be right. Don't mean to call Ella Dorsey and ask her what a La Nina is. Yes. Twelve seconds later. Hi, Ella. Hi, babe. You're um, on Farm to Fame right now. Hi, Ella. That's Peter. Hi, Peter. Um, we have a weather question. Okay. You're, you're the official Farm to Fame weather person. You know, she just... I'm, you know what? I'm so freaking honored. You have no idea. Excellent. It's the third time I've been brought in as kind of the outsourced meteorologist, so I'm really proud of that. <gasps> well, Peter is in... A, what, Pete? I'm in Melbourne. I was just going to say the check's in the mail. So just just keep looking out for that. Is it? Oh, I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> uh, okay, Peter's in Australia right now because he is managing a uh, professional baseball team in Australia. Oh, and casual. the weather has been um, not great because they're in the middle of a La Nina. Yes. <laughs> and we won. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> Basically, La Nina and El Nino are these two different uh, oceanic patterns that have happened for all of eternity in specifically the, the Pacific Ocean. Basically, in a normal year, it's really, really cold off the coast of Australia, the water, and it's pretty a little bit warmer off of the coast of South America. So the eastern coast of Australia and the western coast of South America. In an El Nino year, that is just amplified. So it's even colder in Australia, water off the coast, and it's even warmer off the coast of South America. In a La Nina year, those flip. So that cold pool kind of moves off to the east, all the way across the Pacific Ocean. And that cold pool of water basically affects the jet stream, which affects all weather. Yeah, we're getting smashed right now with just rain every day, wind every day, and it's horrible. Like, is it cold? Is it hot? Yes. 
No, it's like it hasn't been hot yet. I've, it's supposed to be summer, and I've worn a hoodie every single day. And I don't wear. I sweat in a fridge, so I don't wear hoodies ever. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So I haven't really ever studied. Okay, I'm looking at Australia. Where are you exactly? Melbourne. I'm in Melbourne. Sorry, Melbourne. Yeah, ew, it's like it's like sixty eight degrees. Yeah, it's supposed to be beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's trash. I'm very sorry. Is it? It's raining a lot. It is, yes. And and I've and the other issue is that we've got a lot of sitting water, so the mosquitoes are horrible at the moment as well. And then we get one hot day, and then it's like there's just bug city, and then the freezing cold comes, and it just wipes them all out again. It's just it's just the weirdest things going on down here. Pete, did you know that there was an El Nino? I, I thought that was I thought that was Salvador Perez's nickname. <laughs> so, isn't that like? So yeah, it brings more than I'm looking up what it does to Australia because I I generally only know what it does in America. Makes sense. So it causes Rude. above average precipitation in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally the headline of this article is why is Melbourne weather so bad? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um it's supposed to it's supposed to last to the end of this year. Truly we've been in a La Nina for like the last three years. Have you been in Australia? Because apparently yeah. the weather for the last three summers. This has been the worst that I've noticed it though. Like last year at least got a little bit warm. Maybe it's just because I'm just, it's, it's still, I mean, it's not even December yet. Maybe I just got to cool my jets and hope it just turns around in December, January. You should just hop back over to the US and experience the brutal winter. You know? Got a championship to win, Ella. I got to, I got to stick it out here, unfortunately. I got to turn this team around. Ella, are we going to get snow in Atlanta this year? Please say yes. I think so, babe. I do think so. You know, like, why not? Why not? Okay, Ella, we love you. I think Matt, our producer, has to get off in like seven minutes or something, so we need to oh, wrap up. Actually, like recorded. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You're in. You're live. You're in. Thank you. <laughs> love you. Bye. Bye. So it was a rough weekend, Pete. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we we didn't play to our potential. We we let a couple of games go, and uh, it was it was a tough weekend. It was. We went from first place to third place in our division. But you know what? This weekend's a new weekend. We've got a couple yeah. of players that arrived yesterday. Uh, Jake Skoll and Kevin Oh, Lank my gosh. Arrived. Stop it. I know Jake Skoll. He's good friends with Ella. Yeah. Jake is on your team. Just arrived yesterday. He was with the Savannah Bananas last season. He used to work out uh, at Gatta, where I used to work out when I used to work out. Oh my so, gosh. Yes. Yep. So he arrives. He arrived yesterday. I haven't seen him yet, but he'll be training this Have morning. Have you met him? Is, yeah. We used to work out together. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I yep. can't believe I know somebody on your team. Okay, go you on. Do. Uh, and Kevin Lennick arrived yesterday as well. Pitcher, big relief pitcher. So we've got some reinforcements arriving. But you know, we've we've been we've been hit pretty hard with the injury bug the last two weeks. So two of uh, two of my my Aussie core guys. Uh, have got injuries that that may be, keep them out for a few weeks. So there's going to be some moving around and, and some managing going on. And uh, before we got on, you were kind of explaining how it's like, uh, like how does the Australian League differ? Like you have to have a certain amount of guys. Yeah. So there's a point system down here, right? So okay. 
Right. You can have so you can have imports. You can have people from all over the world. You can have, but you have to have a core group. I think it's seven or eight guys that have to be on the roster from Australia. Okay. Um, so, and the two guys that I got hurt are from Australia, so I have to replace them with Australian guys. So that's going to be that's going to be the interesting part. That's going to be the fun part. Is trying to trying to find the next the next guys to to come and jump in the team and and hopefully make an impact. But you know, it's. I wouldn't have got my baseball career without injuries, without yeah. someone getting an injury and allowing me to get a chance to play. So it's a chance for someone to step up and and fill a role. So how were you able to add the two American guys? They were already coming. They were already okay. on the list of things to come. Yeah, they were already uh, they were already signed a couple of weeks ago, just hadn't and arrived yet. Why would you not? Why would you not go live in Australia for a couple of months and play baseball? Were you surprised with Jose Abreu going to the Astros? Because that was a monster move. I mean, um, I and just... if you want to bet on Peter's reaction to the Jose Abreu deal. I'm going to keep a straight face right here. You should bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, which is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And it is also my go-to when betting on NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, and therefore the bigger your shot to win big. I have been trying my hardest to play some Villanova bets, as you, everybody knows at this point. And man, have they been letting me down left, right, and center. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still been fun nonetheless to stay. Even when they're losing by 16, I've got a rooting interest still. So... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code JOHNBOY. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code JOHNBOY. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I think they filled the only hole that they had, right? First base was really the, the only place that the Astros. Yeah, I mean, they, they replaced... Mancini. Yeah, and Yoli Gurriel was there. Um, yeah. But, like, I mean, I, I was looking up the numbers whenever the move went down because, like, I mean, literally that makes them so much better, and they just won the freaking World Series. But, yeah. oh, crap, I just followed someone that I didn't mean to. Um, <laughs> dang it. Um, okay, so between Jose Abreu 2022, Yoli, Yoli Gurriel in 2022, roughly same number of games. Abreu played in 157 games. Which yeah, he's is an like animal. Very impressive. Yoli played in 146. OPS plus, Abreu 133, Guriel 84. Whoa. OPS plus. Um, OPS, Jose Abreu had an 824 OPS. Yoli Guriel had a 647 OPS. So like those two numbers right there, significantly better, obviously, for Abreu. Batting average, Abreu hit 304. Guriel hit 242. Home runs, Abreu had 15 home runs. Guriel had eight home runs. Both of them had 40 doubles, 75 RBI for Abreu, 53 RBI for Guriel. So, like, the Astros, the, the world champs got significantly better today. But think about 
Abreu and Alvarez back to back. Which pick your poison? Disgusting. It's disgusting. That lineup. Think about that lineup. So the Astros have just instantly become automatic favorites to win the pennant again this year. Yeah. And the, I mean, the biggest loss they can face is Justin Verlander. And like, you're just not, I mean, obviously that's a massive loss, a young winner, but like with the Astros, they just have so much depth that like, it's just not going to hit them. Like it would hit normal teams. Obviously you're going to, that's a chance. massive hit, but like, it's not going to hit the Astros like it would other teams. And they'll just find someone that that has been in their system for a couple of years that will come up and make 20 starts and have a 170 ERA somehow. It was, yeah. I mean, it was insane. Um, so, I mean. Maddie, how do you feel about that? So now now the Yankees have to counter with Judge. Is that the only thing that, that makes you feel like you're a chance to to even sniff it this year? That was the, that was the only chance before Jose Abreu. Yeah. Pete, does Jose Abreu signing does that cause moves to start happening? Like, are we about th- to see some other free agent sign? I think that is going to make everybody look at themselves and go, we need to get better. Because if you thought beating the Astros was tough last year, it just got harder. So anybody that's going to try and, this is what I keep talking about. There's a lot of people that are timing their rebuilds and, and timing when they're going to go for it. If you're mm-hmm. an American League team, you might sit back and go, uh, maybe we'll wait another year before we make a splash in free agency because the Astros are clearly the best team. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen because I want everybody to be competitive, but I think that's the that's the cause and effect of it. Well, when when Aaron Judge was in San Francisco, I thought I saw reports that said they're expecting him to make a decision in the next two weeks. Maddie, is that what you were is that like the talk of the town? Yep, that's what I heard as well. I, I think Judge said, like, I want to sign early so that whatever team I do sign with has the time to then build and structure around it. Whether he does sign with the Yankees or not, I appreciate their earliness so that they yeah. could move based on that. The interesting part will be, too, is when whoever the first of the shortstops to go, because, you know, no one really knows Dansby's market. No one really knows who's going to go where with those three, four guys. That's the yeah. interesting one for me because there's multiple of the same position and yeah. there's multiple teams that, with that need. I mean, is it just common for like this early in the offseason for moves to – I just – I don't know why I felt that this year it was going to just like – maybe after last year we just had to like wait so long to see anything. I just thought that it was going to pick up sooner this well, offseason. We got tainted last year because they tried to get everything in before the CBA was was kicked yeah. in. So there was a bunch of early signings and then it was just – then we just waited for everything to get cleared. Yeah. Uh, and then the COVID year and my last free agent year was so slow. Like it was February before moves started to be made. So I just hope it's not like that again. I hope that we can get we can get some guys signed early on. And then as you said, it just takes a couple of the big boys to go and then everybody's board has to shift down. So yeah. once everybody's still available, then they look at the whiteboard and they think, okay, we've still got time. Once they start crushing names off, then the options become less. And then you got to start hitting panic buttons and, and going for your second and third options. So when you talk about with the shortstop market, like do one of, do, does Correa or Turner have to sign first to set the market? I don't, the... I don't know. I don't know who's going to sign first. It could be Dansby that signs first. It could be if he gets an offer that he's like, yeah, the... that's great. You got Xander, Trey, Dansby, and Correa. Four yeah. premium shortstops. Yeah. All free agents at the same time. 
And right now, Trey Turner's market value is about two. Trey, Trey Turner's market value is thirty three point six million. Where Correa's market, and this is on sports sport track, spot track, spo track, spo track. Carlos Correa's uh, market value is thirty one point seven. So they actually have Trey Turner's market value higher than Correa. Bogart's at twenty nine point five million, and um, I got to scroll for Dansby. Dansby at twenty four point eight million. Here's a here's a spanner for you. Here's to throw a spanner in the uh, in the works. Why can't and I, someone said this the other day? But Trey Turner is a pretty decent center fielder, so that also allows his market to be maybe slightly bigger than the other guys because there's the option. Mm -hmm. If you if you had to definitively guess which shortstop is going to go first and kind of set the pace, who do you see signing first? <sighs> if if Dansby gets an offer from Atlanta that he is happy with, he will sign it. And it may not be what he would have got total free agency. I just think he has a number and if they can get to it, he stays in Atlanta. I then will also think that Trey Turner is probably the first one that's going to go. Just because of the flexibility and just because of like what the total package, the consistency that he's had over the years. That would be my guess three turners just get it over with sign with the Phillies we know it's gonna happen please don't say that he wants to be back on the east coast <laughs> see him every day hey maybe he goes to the Braves hey we've got a we've got a different schedule next year so it's not the same we don't yeah. see this so that's we've got the balanced schedule next year yeah uh do you want to do an Aussie an Aussie lingo real quick yeah Pete, let's go into let's go into Aussie lingo. Okay, I didn't bring my book. I gotta get my wife to bring my book. You're literally oh, you're in Australia. You have all of the. Um... <laughs> I just gotta go outside, interview someone. Yeah, you have all of the <laughs> all of the inspiration you need. Okay, um, Macca's. Mac and cheese. Close, Maddie. Mac, not cheese. No, McDonald's. We use oh. we call McDonald's Maccas over here. Okay, I like that. Maccas. Yes. Mac not not Maccas. 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 Guys, we Mackers. need more action. We need more free agents to sign. Okay. But Pete's Pete, I hope the weather gets better for you in the La Nina. We are going to turn this season around down here for the Melbourne Aces. Turn it around. Week. Go Aces. Alrighty, guys. Sorry we're a little all over the place. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging in with us today. Hope you learned something. Maybe it was more about weather than baseball, but Shout we love you. Dorsey. Farm on, farm often. We will see you next Wednesday. That's gotta be the. That's gotta be what you bring in every single time now.